Okay, so I didn't I didn't send this to you in the preamble, but I want to change up the beginning. Give me something because you've been you've been in this an evolution of young Lunt to Coach Lunt now. One thing that Coach Lunt now would go back and just be like, "What the hell are you doing with the young guy?" Um, just I, I, when I was reading it because I was reading this question earlier, I just honestly being more patient. Um, I, I feel mm. like. Um, I feel like patience is, comes with maturity. Um, but I think that, that, that's one of the biggest things, um, that, that I've had to, that, that I've really developed. Um, and, you know, uh, with that, cause patience can go so many ways. I think being, you know, positive and adaptable is really big. And I think COVID taught a lot about that, taught a, a lot mm. of, of us about that, but, um, I know for myself when I was younger, if, you know, you know, one I wasn't dotted or one T wasn't crossed, it could put me in a big funk, um, you know, and really mess things up. Um, and then, you know, all hell broke out loose, um, you know, amongst with, with a lot of things. So I think just I think that that's been the biggest thing is patience. Um, and like I said, I think that can go a variety of ways, um, you know, from. Have you felt that as a husband, as a dad, too? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is, is as a, the greatest gift, obviously, and you know, this is, is, is children. Um, and I think that when you become a dad, um, you really, really like start understanding. I, I mean, we always treat our players like, you know, family and, and you know, like our children, but it, it's a little bit different than that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I always tell families and recruits, I said, you know, I, I have two, two, two of my own and it's like, um, you know, if my children are being recruited, you know, to, to play college athletics, like the question I'm going to ask every coach is I'm, you know, I, I don't care about the academics in, um, you know, the athletic side. Like, I want to know, like, what are you going to do to help my child figure out what the next step of their journey is when they graduate from here? Um, because that that's what it's really all about, you know, is the four years you spend in college is figuring out what the next 40 years you know, looks like, um, and you've got to have mentors and you've got to have coaches and professors and, you know, there to support you and help you. Um, so that, I think the kid thing has really, you know, helped me become a lot more patient and then just given me a, a, a much different mindset with, with our, with my personal coaching philosophy and, you know, with, with what we want to do. Absolutely. the streams kips back left coast story you know for those of you that listen you know this is my segment that that came's like hey man that's all you and your people uh so this is my attempt to you know to give back and use our small platform to help people that i competed against were friends and colleagues with for so many years at the d3 level and especially keeping in mind that the west coast d3 the nwc the sky act is so geographically isolated from the rest of where D3 is gets more limelight, gets more shine in different parts of the country. I want to use the, 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 the podcast to, to highlight and bring on and, and let coaches that I know do a great job um, talk about themselves, their journey, but also brag about their guys. I think that's one of the things at D3 that I always wanted to be cognizant of is, hey, obviously my job involves the game, my job involves mentoring, but my job also involves shining a light on these dudes 
that are busting their rear ends as student athletes, as young men, and, and don't have the natural mechanisms at D3 uh, to, to have a whole staff or administrative group really blowing them up on socials and doing the work of, of bragging about them. So that's what Left Coast Story is about. And today we've got, are you the senior member now of the Northwest Conference? Is that you, Coach? Are you the for longest the serving now for the men's yes. side? For the men's side, yes. And then um, for the women's side, Michelle. And Michelle's got me beat by, I think, three or four years. Gotcha. So we got Coach Justin Lunt, Pacific Boxers, men's basketball. Really excited to have him on. Coach and I have been going at it for years on the court. It's exciting to be in this role. I might get some of his secrets today now that he doesn't have to uh, He doesn't have to scout any Bearcat basketball from my end. But, Coach, welcome to the pod. Introduce yourself and go ahead and take us on the journey, man, because I know some folks listening, our podcast folks don't know about you, don't know about Pacific, but maybe they've heard it. Just give go through how you came to be here today with that polo on of the boxers. Yeah, well, thank, uh, thanks for having um, us on, Kip, and um, we've been great friends uh, for a, a long time. Um, so really, really grateful for our relationship and our friendship, um, and, you know, it's it's always nice when you can compete your, your tails off against someone, but after the game, um, have respect. Um, and that's what honoring the game's all about. Um, so, um, you know, just really appreciate it. I, you know, as far as my journey goes, um, you know, I, I, I'm originally from San Diego. Um, I grew up down there, um, went to Pacific Lutheran university, um, which is in our conference. Um, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a good enough player to, to, to play for coach Haroldson, but, um, uh, he loved me running all his camps. So I got involved with um, all of his stuff really early on um, and really, you know, kind of knew um, that I wanted to coach um, from, you know, from having some really good mentors um, in college. Um, my freshman year in college, I, um, my mom uh, owns a business. So I, you know, generally was, you know, wanted to go into business. And um, I remember taking an accounting class and, um, and a finance class. And I remember just going, yeah, this isn't going to, this isn't going to be, you know, what I, what, what I want to do. Um, and damn near, you know, flunked out that first semester. Um, that's how bad it was. Um, and, um, needed to get my GPA up. So I, I took a coaching, uh, class for our Jan term, which was taught by Frosty Westering, um, which is the hall of fame football coach for Pacific Lutheran university. Um, legend, absolute legend. legend. Yeah. And he became one of the, one of the biggest mentors I ever had in my life. Um, you know, and he actually, my senior project, um, I got to meet with him once a week, um, and just really created a, a big bond, um, with him, but he really got me, you know, excited about coaching and he had, a, he had a, a, a whole different philosophy than a lot of other people did. Um, and so, that was like my eye opener there. And then coach Haroldson was like, Justin, love you. I want you to, you know, we love your energy, your passion, you know, student of the game, you know, want you to run our camps, do all that. And then um, my, my second semester, my spring semester, I took an applied sports psychology class um, by Dr. Colleen Hacker, who um, was the women's national soccer um, uh, uh, sports psychologist, Mia Hamm, the whole nine. Um, so had two really big mentors in, in really at a young age, which kind of really helped shape and mold me. And then I had a college coach who believed in me and wanted me to, you know, run camps and knew I had a, had a bright future, um, you know, as far as coaching goes. And so then graduated from PLU. Um, while I was at PLU, I was coaching high school basketball, five high school, 
Um, got my first college coaching job at St. Martin's under Keith Cooper. And that he was, he had taken over for Bob. Um, and so, you know, got some experience with the coaching, you know, the, the college coaching. And then um, Eric Bridgeland had an opening at um, Puget Sound and um, went up there and, you know, pretty much told him, you know, Hey, um, I'll, I'll work for free. Um, I just want to be part of your program and, and, you know, learn from you and, and, you know, did that for two years and he got a division one head coaching or a, a division one assistant job. And we were going on a foreign tour to Brazil and had all this money and all this stuff in there. And he gets hired in July. And I just remember like our, my athletic director at the time, Amy Hackett was like, well, it's too late to like really do anything. So this young kid's going to be our interim head coach. And the rest is history. Uh, you know, I had 12, you know, outstanding years at, at, at Puget Sound, learned a lot, um, grew as a coach. It's my first head coaching experience. Um, and then this job opened up um, four years ago and um, really liked uh, uh, the AD um, at the time, Ken Schumann, um, really respected him because he was a former basketball coach, really liked the direction that um, the the university was going. And like the fact is, is like I had a full-time assistant coach. I never had that at Puget Sound. Um, I had to run the intramural program at Puget Sound. I had to teach classes at, at um, Puget Sound. Like I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Um, and honestly, like just wanted a new challenge and a new life change. Um, just wanted to, I've been in or, or Washington all my life, you know, since I left California in 98. So um, got, took it over and, and, you know, I, I think we're building it in the right way. Um, I know we had a lot of high expectations last year and kind of fell short, which was a little disappointing, but um, you know, we've got some great pieces returning, um, probably one of the best point guards um, in our conference, if not on the West coast, if not in the country. Um, and then we got a pretty dominant big man um, who was pretty inconsistent last year, but hoping to return to, to form um, that he was um, as a sophomore, Jacob Bolger. So we're, we're excited. Um, I think culturally, I think we're, we're really building it the right way. Um, I know that word culture gets thrown out a lot. And one of the things I always, you know, when anyone ever says the word culture to me, I go, what the hell does that mean? Like, is that, you know, I think people use that word, but um, as far as explaining it, um, you know, they, they, they have a tough time doing that. Um, you know, so, you know, the three things we talk about with culture is we talk about behavior. Um, that's the number one thing. So when we're recruiting student athletes, we got to recruit a, a championship behavior. So behavior is big um, as far as building a culture. Um, belief system is very important. Um, so believing in your student athletes and your student athletes believing in you um, and how does belief come come around it comes around with relationships so we're going to be big time relationship oriented with our guys um they're going to get to know us you know on the court um obviously um but they're also going to get to know us off the court um so lots of family time and then experience um you know and experience comes down to it doesn't happen overnight building a culture doesn't have overnight you've got to get the right experience in there and so those three things is how you develop a culture in our opinion. Um, and I, I really feel like we've, we've got really great behavior. I think we've got a great belief system and we're starting to come around with, with, with a lot of real, really good experience. So hoping to take the next step next year, um, you know, and, and get to the playoffs and, you know, see what we can do from there. Man, so much in there. It's amazing too. As long as you and I have known each other, some of that I obviously knew, right. But some of it, 
I had no concept. I want to I want to follow up with you because it it's like I don't want to disparage PLU undergrad or Willamette undergrad because I have a business economics degree, right? And you talked about accounting and finance, but it sounds like your master classes and your your like degree in coaching was from these other experiences. You know, you mentioned Dr. Hacker, you mentioned Frosty. Similar for me, like I don't draw supply and demand charts, right? That's not that's not what yeah. I do. They they gave me a degree in it. Um, but did you recognize, did you go seek out, especially, I guess the flow, did you recognize you were getting an undergrad in coaching philosophy at the time? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kip, like I will never forget like the, the, that Jan term class of frosty, like I wanted it to last forever. Like I, 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 every, you know, every day I would go and I'd be the first person there. I would stay afterwards. I'd ask questions. I wrote, I still have my folder from that class. I wrote so many notes, but like, he was so inspiring. Um, mm. And he was so about like evaluating your, your best self. Um, and so like, we have four core values in our program. Um, program first, um, continuous improvement, circle of control, and then what we call the Mamba mentality, which is a diehard Laker fan, a big Kobe fan. Um, but the Mamba mentality is really created from Frosty's blue and red car philosophy. And if you know anything about Frosty, you know, he always talks about the blue car being, you know, the car that you you compare yourself to your best self. So when you go out and you compete, it's not about your opponent. Um, That's the red car mentality. The blue car mentality is all about your best self. And um, I remember like, as, as a competitor, like once I started like with that mindset um, and and the, the, the biggest one was this that came to conclusion with me was like the weight room. So like, I remember when I was 18, 19 years old, like I would go to the weight room and like, you know, I could, I could throw up 135 and like, you know, but like, I'm, you know, next to these big football players that are throwing up 225 and you start becoming self-aware and like self-conscious about all that stuff. And like Frosty's whole thing is like, what's the best you can do? Just go out and do that. Don't compare yourself to others. And so once you start like, honestly, like mind game wise, like focusing on your best self, it's a game changer. Um, and, And it's a lot easier said than done, obviously. But, you know, that was one of the things that like, not only was I taking all of the things he was doing, uh, I'm talking about with coaching, but like when you start applying them to yourself in competitive arenas, like it it just became even more applicable where I was like, whoa, this, this actually works. Um, So yeah, I mean, it, it, it it was, it was a great experience. Um, I, you know, I still to this day, you know, I'm sitting in my home computer, I have a bobblehead um, that he gave me, um, still have it, um, you know, and, and um, like, I'll, I will always say that there, there's not a better human being or coach or leader um, that I've ever been around, um, like Frosty Western. He just was, he just was amazing. Man, that's, and you could just hear the, the passion in your voice, right, talking about that experience, and I'm sure the through line to who you are now, right, as a coach and what you believe in. Give me the give me the 30 second version because we're going to get into some more of that. I'm going to come back around to it. Yeah. Give me the when they come see the boxers play. If you're a recruit or you're a fan or you just you're a junkie of the game, because one of the things I've admired about you is a, a, a from UPS to Pacific, all the difference. I mean, who knows how many times we played, right? 20 plus, right. 30 plus times. You you can't say, oh, lunch teams only do this X's and O's. You be right. willing to mold and shape and adapt and go from kicking your ass physically inside to, oh, they press you when you drive in the fucking city. 
So yeah. talk about currently where are you at with that? And then we'll dive into how you always arrive to, to the different versions of the teams you roll out there. Right. Well, I mean, we, I've always wanted to play fast, like, and you know that, like, I, I want to attack, yeah. like if I were to give a word um, that, that would define us offensively and defensively philosophy wise, as far as the next X and O's go, like, I, I, I want us to attack. I want to attack offensively. I want to attack defensively. Um, now, some sometimes, and you know this, like injuries, recruiting, like at our level, like, you know, you're going to have to make adjustments. So we're always going to be adaptable that way. But like, if, if you were to ask me like what our identity was, like if you were a person that were to come watch us play and you've never watched basketball ever, like, so you don't understand how the game works. Like, I would like to think that like when someone comes and watch us play, they're going to watch, watch a team that's going to compete and they're going to play hard, um, you know, in, in physical um, play together. Um, but, but they're going to, they're flat out going to go out and, and, you know, do all the little things, loose balls, charges, you know, offensive rebounds, but just play with that, you know, somewhat chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I think that that's kind of always been, you know, what our identity is. And one of the things we preach to our guys is if, if anyone were to come watch us play and they knew nothing about basketball, what would they identify with our team? Um, and, and I think those characteristics would be something that, um, you know, would stand would stand tall with, with, with our teams and, and what, you know, we've always tried to be about. You know, for sure. You know, and I think as someone that, that was, had to present like, this is who we're playing, whether it was when you were with the loggers, this with the boxers, it was always like, if you don't show up ready today, they will take your soul from you in the, in the way your guys want to compete. If you go out there and expect it to be a nice time, it's not going to be a nice time. It's, it's going to be a, so I absolutely um, can see that through line for your teams. Now, talk to me about the mentors that you've gone through. So you were with Coop at St. Martin's Bridge, obviously, mm-hmm. then into running your own stuff and the different assistants you had. Well, how have yeah, those people um, shaped? Is there inputs into your style? Did you find people that also liked attack? Because obviously we know Bridge has been attacking for right. years, but but talk about molding and meshing with mentors through to your philosophy. You know, like my first year with Cooper, like he was so detail oriented on so many things. Like I learned a lot of admin because I, well, I was a second assistant. So I, back then like film exchange, like you're sending out VHSs. I mean, like that's <laughs> yes. how it was, you know, like, so I, I learned a lot of administrative stuff from him, um, which was really, really good. Cause he was super detail oriented. He wanted, you know, color copies of if we were putting labels on our film exchange, like it had to be the color copy of Saints, you know, like the logo. If it, it couldn't be black and white, it had to be the color copy, it had to be typed out. Like, I mean, so those things were were really, really important. Um, and, and so I learned a lot of like how to run study hall the right way, how to how to go talk to professors. Um, because, you know, I mean, I, I was fresh out of I was fresh out of college myself, you know, so it's like, you know, you're running study hall, you, you know, you're doing great checks, you're doing all this stuff, you, you know, you're scouting. He didn't do a lot of scouting with me. Like I would, I would want to watch him scout. So like, I, I'd be like a fly on the wall and take my own notes, but like all of like the pretty much like a basketball operations guy, you know, I already knew how to run camps with, with coach Harrelson. Cause he, he pretty much gave me that responsibility. Um, so I was able to take a lot of the stuff that we were doing at PLU with our camps over to St. Martin's and you know, it, I was only there a year, but you know, the, the short time I was there, I learned a lot about that. And the other thing Coop was really good at is, um, you know, he was a very good set guy. He ran a lot of sets, um, you know, and so kind of, you know, learning from, from, from him and, you know, how to, how to run sets, et cetera, you know, was a big thing. Um, you know, Brislin, you know, Brislin's one of the best coaches I've ever been around, um, you know, and 
whether you love him or hate him, like the, the thing I will always say is like, you got to respect the dude because he fucking wins. Like, and he wins at, 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 at a high level. And here's the thing about it is he could do it at any level. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like I, I know, I know, you know, him and I, you know, I learned so much from him, but he really, he really taught me like a lot about like just self-discipline, um, you know, and like as a coach, um, I mean, I, I'd never seen anyone that would get to the office at 5 a.m. and leave 10 p.m. every day, you know, and like if you tried challenging him on getting to the office a little bit earlier, the next day he was there even earlier. So he's just kind of, you know, it, but his work ethic w- was phenomenal. So I, I think just as far as learning work ethic, um, recruiting, you know, like he, he really taught me how to recruit. Like one of the funny stories that I always say is like, I had to go, I, my brother was getting married. And so I had to leave. And I, I don't think it was very, I don't think he was too happy about that. Um, but I told him, um, you know, Hey, like, you know, da, da, da. Um, for him, sometimes like, it's like, he just forgets because he's, he's focused on all this other stuff. Um, and I get back and he was gone. And I remember there was a, um, uh, there was a, a sheet of paper on my, on my desk and it said, you need to contact 50 recruits. And I was back on Monday by Friday, or you need to find another job. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Here okay. We go. You know, Expectations like, are clear. Yeah. But, but like, and I loved it. And, and I think that like, for me, I was like, okay, like, this is great. Um, you know, and this is, this is the type of person I want to be around. That's going to hold me to a high standard. That's going to, you know, challenge me, um, you know, and at, and at a young age, like, I mean, I didn't know shit. So it's like, you know, it's like, I, I wanted to be around someone that was a winner and then that would, would hold me to a high standard and challenge me. And like, you know, wouldn't put up with shit. So like I, it was, you know, and, and obviously I was like, okay, well I'm going to do 70. I'm going to get 80, you know? And so, but he really taught me how to recruit. He's a hell of a recruiter. Um, and, and when he walks into a room, you know, when he, when he deals with families, I mean, he's just all about relationships and how to, you know, develop those. And, you know, he taught me the, the power of, of a thank you card, you know, like how, how far that goes, um, how far handwritten letters go to recruits, even to this day. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that I learned from him about, you know, the recruiting piece and then just the self-discipline piece that has gone a long ways. And then I think, as far as basketball goes, um, there's no one that knows how to develop players as well as he does, in my opinion. And he keeps it so fucking simple. Um, you know, in he's just so good at that. Um, and then what, what, what he does schematically, he just, he just does things. So it's just simple, you know, um, he doesn't, there's not a lot to it. Like, and one of the things I always took from him was like, what he's going to do is he's going to develop, he's going to, develop you into a really good offensive player. And then he's going to go let you do it um, with, with great spacing, great ball movement and great player movement. And um, probably find the weakest defender on the other team that you can do right. it against. And then right. Kip pulls his hair out and sits down because there's no stopping it. Yeah. Well, we all do. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, you know, um, but like, I, I just think he able to get great players, keeps things really, really simple offensively and defensively, um, which, you know, I learned a lot from, um, and then, you know, getting the players is, is, is the biggest key. And then there's not, there's not a, there's not a better recruiter, um, on the West coast or even around that, that I know of. So he does, he does a hell of a job. Um, you know, a, a few of my assistant coaches that were really impactful. Um, you know, I had uh, Lyle McIntosh, uh, who won a state championship at gig Harbor. 
Um, uh, and his son's actually the assistant coach, um, was the assistant coach at Cal Baptist, now assistant coach at Point Loma. Um, John McCrossin, who passed away um, uh, almost 10 years ago now, um, he was a legendary high school coach in the area. Um, he was a superintendent, um, but he taught me, I mean, the, both those guys were really mentorish. where it was like, Hey, like, what do you think about doing something different? Um, or what do you think about, you know, the, the couple of years we ran swing, you know, that, that was a, a lot of, a lot of Lyle's, um, uh, uh, help. And then like, as far as coach Looney, who was at SPU, like got to know him really well. And he runs, um, he's at Idaho state now, but he, or is, I don't, I don't know where Idaho state. I think it's Idaho yeah, State. I don't say Idaho um, State. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Purple just got the Idaho job. But you know, went up and, yeah. you know, spent a whole summer with with him and went to his practices. And, you know, I'm like, well, we've got some big guards. Let's let's implement this and you know, let's be ready to adjust and be adaptable. Um, you know, so you know, I, I've had I've had a, a, a lot of really good people um, you know, in my life and then, you know, mentors. And then I think that the key to everything is like, which goes to our excuse me, our core value is continuous improvement. Like how are you going to get better? Um, and I got no problem picking up the phone or flying out to see a coach to, to learn. Um, you know, when we ran system ball, you know, those, those few years that we did it and, you know, the first couple of years we had success with it, it was like, I stole that from Mike to George from Rhodes, saw them play in, you know, versus Whitman. And I was blown away by how, you know, how impactful it was versus Whitman. I remember, hearing that like, Hey, yeah, you know, this team's going to run system ball. And I'm like going, they're going to lose by a hundred, you know, um, to Whitman. <laughs> and, you know, it was a five point game to go with like three minutes to go. And it was the first time I had seen Whitman look rattled and look tired. Um, you know, so I remember, you know, Hey, we've got a team that I think would fit this really well. You know, let's, let's talk about it. And so we spent a whole summer, you know, I was picking his brain about all that stuff. So I just, you know, just, constantly trying to get better, um, you know, in having that mindset, like we talked about before is you got to be adaptable. Um, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, if you're not, that's when, you know, that's when you, when you get your teeth kicked in, um, you know, right. so being, being adaptable, I think, I think it's a, a big, a, a big part of, of this coaching, you know, that we do. Perfect. Let's take our first break and we'll come back and dive into your current group a, a little bit more there at Pacific. Yeah. Across the Streams podcast is brought to you by the Cassione Foundation. We exist to raise money to fight Alzheimer's and dementia and raise funds for caregiver support services. To find out more how you can donate to the cause, visit our website at Cassione, I-O-A-N-E, foundation.org. All right, we're back, Coach. So let's go here. You you talked a little bit about, I really liked how you laid out your core beliefs um, and then driving culture. And you're so right, because everywhere we go nowadays, everyone talks about their culture. But I think you're 100% dialed in. The very few can point to even a culture building exercise they do. They just claim right. it. Um, but talk to me about guys that play for you. Could be this group specifically or in yeah. general. How would you describe it? Words and phrases. Um words and phrases, I, you know, just, we have, we have a, we have a dedicated group. Like, I mean, I, you know, and, and I really think that like the, the, the one thing about our guys and we've recruited this, but like, and you, you know, this, you, at our level, you've got to be a self-starter. Like if you, if you're not a self-starter, like we only get, you know, 19 weeks, I mean, to work with you, you know, I mean, so 
there's 52 weeks in a, in a year, you know, like, I mean, you know, so there's there a lot of times that we're not going to be able to, to work with you. So I, I just feel like we've got a lot of guys that just are addicted to the gym and want to get in the gym and want to get better. Um, and like, I, th I think that goes to a lot of the recruiting piece of it. Like, you know, I mean, we, you know, we've really had to, you know, recruit that type of mindset, um, you know, but like our best players are hard workers. I mean, you, you know, I'll never forget, you know, we lose to Multnomah. Um, we're, uh, this is Luke's freshman year. So two years ago, and um, he gets fouled on a three pointer. Um, he's we're down two. we're down two. Um, so he makes three of them. We win, makes two of them. We tie, misses the first one, M makes the second one, misses the third one. And this is a freshman and he shot 90% from the free throw line the, the rest of the year. Um, but he was, and, and this was Multnomah, like this was like, a, you know, it, it was a non-conference game and he's in tears in the locker room. Um, and I remember, you know, sitting by him after everyone left and, you know, he, you know, he apologized. He felt bad. Um, I'm like, Luke, I'm like, this is, this is part of, this is part of growing pains, man. Like, this is like, you're going to learn from this and you're only going to get better. And he's like, well, can you do me a favor? Can keep the gym open? Um, you know, afterwards. So he was in the gym till 2am shooting free throws. Except, so if your best players like that, which, you know, he is like, it, it, everyone kind of falls suit. And if people don't want to follow suit, then they're not going to last too long. Um, you know, and so I think that that's that's one of one of the things about our guys. You start words and phrases. We we've got a group of guys that have that whole mindset of continuous improvement, self starters, um, guys that are selfless. Um, that you know that that put the program first. That's one of the core values we talk about in our program. Is every decision you make, um, you know, you you are not just this isn't about you anymore. This is about the program you play for. Um, you know, and so you you know whether that's sleep, whether that's going to a party on the weekend, whether that's you know, playing video games in the evening, whether that's diet, like you've got to, all your decisions, you've got to put the program first. And the whole idea behind that, and this is a frosty thing, but the whole idea is um, if they can start developing that mindset of putting things like that, there's a bigger picture. What is that? The program first is going to lead to the most important thing, family first. And once you can start learning how to do that, like, cause you know, I, as a dad and as a parent, like there are a lot of times I, I don't want to go sit in the rain, you know, watching a soccer game. I don't want to do that, you know, and, and, and selfishly, like, you know, I don't want to do that, but it's also like, this is about your family first and it's about supporting your children. And, you know, and so we want to kind of develop that mindset. So I, I think we've got a really, really great core group of guys that are just like in the gym all the time. You know, I mean, if you come watch our practices, they're freaking, they're wars, um, you know, in like, and we had some recruits come out to our practice this year and a parent comes up and goes, do you guys even like each other? I'm like, no, they just, they love each other. They just compete at a very high, you know, energy and they get after each other and they're going to hold each other to high standards. So like, yeah, if a fight breaks out, a fight breaks out, but like, it's, it's all out of love, you know? And, and so, um, you know, that's what I, that's what I really, really love about our group. And like, and that, that's, I'll be honest with you, that was like the big frustrating thing with, with, with this year, um, you know, with, you know, how, how we didn't, accomplished what we want to do. Like usually there's, you know, when you underachieve, there's maybe there's something going on in the locker room. Maybe there's, you know, but like there was none of that. Like, it, I mean, and that, that's what that was like the frustrating thing. Like I told a lot of coaches, like, you know, and I think I even mentioned to you, I said, I've never coached a team that got along so well and competed so hard on the court together that like, then 
accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Um, you know, so, you know, um, that, you know, when you reflect back on that, it's like, well, you've got to reflect back on, on the leader, which is me, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of things we've got to do better of, and, 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 you know, um, we're going to make adjustments and we'll be better next year. Um, but we have a great group of guys that, like I said, are self-starters, self-discipline, put the program first, have a continuous improvement mindset, hold each other to high standards, and then compete their, compete their rear ends off. Take those same guys. What would yeah. they, not even, not this, this group, because they're still in it with you. Take your, your yeah. loggers that played for you, your first couple groups at Pacific. What would they say about you? Well, you hope, right? Because uh, we all hope, right? We all hope that they say these things. Well, I, you know, I mean, developing a culture like at, at a place like, you know, I mean, the way we, we you know, when I, when we stepped into it, like, I, and I, I'll be honest with you, like, I, I don't think a lot of those former players that played for the first couple of years like me at all. And that's okay. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I think that, you know, I, I think for, for me, it's like, you know, we're going to be demanding, you know, like, you know, and it, it's just not all about basketball. Like, and that was the mm -hmm. one thing for me. It was like, you know, like, Hey, you got to go to class. Like, you yes. know, like, you know, that that's a priority here. Um, you know, and I, and I remember having my first couple of years at Pacific, it was like, you guys want to fight, you know, fight with me about like, you know, going to class. It's like, what, you know, I mean, that's no, you're going to class. Mm -hmm. Like you're going, you're going to get, get a degree. You're going to figure out with what you want, what you want to do. And one of the things that we always do with our recruiting is like, we tell families flat out, like right away, like, Hey, it's not okay for Johnny to come to Pacific, play four years of college basketball and get a college degree. Like that's not good enough. And most parents look at me crooked. I like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, isn't that why you're supposed to go? Yes, but it's bigger than that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's about finding what you want to do. Like I always tell families that like, if Johnny, you know, graduates on Sunday and he's got this degree and then he looks at mom and dad and goes, well, what do I do now? Then like, we've failed you as a coach. Like, we yep. failed you like, you know, and so we're going to, we're going to do continuous improvement workshops, which are going to help work on career development. We're going to, we're going to have alumni come back and talk to you. We're, I mean, we're going to do all these extracurricular activities where some, you know, early on, some of the players are like, well, I just want to play basketball. And I just want to go to class. Well, no, we're going to do more. Um, so, you know, I, I think, obviously I think I was fortunate enough to take over a really good program that Bridgeland built, you know, in, in culture wise. So it was like, you know, all of that stuff just kind of carried over, um, you know, and I would say like, you know, my former players would say, you know, um, I'm, I'm a hard ass, I'm demanding, um, I can be an asshole, um, you know, and, um, but like, uh, you know, I, it, it's, it's crazy to know how much they love you and support you um, mm -hmm. and what they appreciate out of you. Um, you know, um, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm actually getting remarried. Um, uh, next, next week or, um, 23rd. Um, Ooh, congratulations. So, yeah. Sir. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Um, but like, I, I got a bunch of former players coming to it, which is that like, yeah. is like the, the coolest thing in the world. Um, because in, in some of the players that weren't like, you know, that played, I mean, you know, so which you yeah. know, always goes to show you, you know, the impact, but I, I think, you know, I, I, I've always felt like I've been able to coach our guys hard um, and be demanding. Cause I've always, I've always felt like they know I have their backs and there's always been that relationship mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think, I think that's with anything. I've, if, if you want to, if you want to parent hard, then, 
you know, your kids got to know that you, you love them and you got their back, you know, and that right. they might not understand where you're coming from at, at the time, but they will, you know, down the future. And I think the same thing with, with the student athletes, um, you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hearing I, from you, I'm hearing like what I really appreciate and, and like, and I think it works speaking to you being demanding is authenticity, right? I think it'd be strange if you weren't you, right? Like, right. I think, I don't think you can do the job pretending to be some somebody else that you're not right. Like, um, so that self-awareness, I'm sure, um, you know, play you being self-aware of who you are, the guys know this, right. And so that it's like, well, that's Lunt. That's who he is. If he was, you know, the sky's pink today and he's not jumping my ass for that detail, then we're not, that's not him. Right. Right. And I, and yeah, you know, I was John Brown's birthday today. One of my former players, um, you know, I just texted him and, you know, happy birthday. And, um, you know, um, and, you know, just, the message he sent back that, you know, just love you coach, you know, grateful for everything, you know, and John barely played for me. Um, but you know, he played four years. Um, he, he, you know, if he wanted to get in the gym, even if he was a guy that, you know, was coming off, wasn't playing at all coming off the bench, I was in the gym shooting with him, you know I mean? So it's like, you know, I, just, those relationships that you build with your guys, I think has allowed us to, you know, coach them hard and be tough on them. And, and then like, honestly, like being, being personable too, like, when, when I was my first couple of years as a head coach, I was, I was 24, 25 years old, you know? So like, I had to be like, I had to be more stricter, like as far mm. as my presentation, like I didn't let anyone yeah. in close as far like, because, you know, it's like every day I showed up shaved, never, never once didn't show. I, I didn't want anyone thinking I was a kid. Um, you mm. know, I, I wanted to be as professional as possible. So it was like, and you know this, I wore a suit and tie yep. every freaking game, you know, like, yep. I, you know, polo slacks to work. Like I just, I tried being over, not over professional, but more professional because I, I knew that I was young. And and when I presented myself, you know, to anyone, I wanted them to see the most professional side of me. Um, you know, so I, I was always like, like, is president Ron Tom going to come by the office today? And if I'm in my sweats, like, is that a good thing? You know, so it was like, no, nope, being <laughs> slacks and, you know, have, have your polo on and, and be clean shaved, have your hair, you know, I mean, all that stuff. So um, I think my, my earlier years, I was so, you know, boom, boom, boom. We're like, now I feel like I'm older, you know, I, I can relax a little bit more. We can talk about yeah. Jordans and like, you know, and, and I can yeah. be a little bit more personable that way. Um, and, and then my, my, um, my fiance, who's just, she's amazing. Um, she's like a, a, a team mom, um, but she's, she's really developed a lot of relationships with all of our guys. So there's this, this mom side too, um, mm-hmm. which has been, which has just been awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think just maturing, being a little bit more patient and it just, you know, that's been good. But I, but I, like I said, I, I think all our guys, I, um, a few years ago, COVID, right when COVID um, uh, ended, or not ended, but like we were able to like go to restaurants again. Uh, Cole Meyer, Matt Reed, Keith Shattuck, Nick Holden, um, all of those, that group, Adam Feinberg, Advit, like all those guys um, went down to San Diego um, and rented an Airbnb and they invited me to come down. So like, wow. I thought that was really cool. So like I go down yes. there, you know, we hang out and went to dinner and, and like, we literally like, we, uh, with that little fireplace and we're just hanging out and, and just, they were just going, just telling the funniest stories about me, which I just like <laughs> hilarious, you know, um, yeah. but it was great. And, and, um, and, and I think that's where it's like, you know, you've, you, you've, you've made an impact, um, you know, on these guys and been part of these guys. And, 
um, because they're, they're still there to come by and they're still there to, you know, shoot you text messages and they're still there, like, you know, to, to help you, um, you know, yeah. with anything. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I love our guys, um, you know, and, and, and grateful for the relationships and it's awesome to see like what they're doing, like Colin Reardon, just got, Seattle U assistant coach, RJ Barsh is at Gonzaga, yeah. you know, Unbelievable. RJ's yeah. killing RJ is going to be run the world one of these right, days. Right. And, and he like talk about taking stuff from players. Like when he was coaching um, at the NAIA school in Florida, like I called him up. I'm like, RJ, you are the king of relationships. What do I need to do to better my relationships with, 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 with our players? And he, he gave me the, what he calls the 15, 15, 15 meetings. So we adapted that pretty much what it, what it is, is every 15 days, he meets with one with each player on his team one-on-one for 15 minutes, and they talk about 15 goals, three sets of five goals. So athletic goal, uh, or five athletic goals, five um, academic goals, and then five leadership, continuous improvement goals. So how are you bettering, how are you bettering yourself as a person? Um, and I stole that and freaking use it all the time. Right. Um, and yes. it's been great. It's been, it's been great. Um, so it, it's just great to see like what those guys are doing. Bryce Douglas is at, you know, Georgia, you know, Tim Saunders mm-hmm. was at Villanova and now is at Buffalo, you know, Abbott's at Southern Utah. Like, so it's, it's always fun to see all these guys starting, you know, to, 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 you know, climb up the coaching and Aubrey. What's well, your you know, coaching, coaching tree coach, your coaching trees everywhere these days. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, hey, I was yeah. going to take a break, but I think we, it's a great segue into my last segment naturally, because you already hit on some of it, but I think it's, it's easy in the game to use the scoreboard as the final validation of was the week worth it? Was the effort worth it? Et cetera. Right. And I, and we're all competitive as F we want the scoreboard to say what we wanted to say, but I think you just got into a little bit of your definition of success, right. In general with the players, but talk, I mean, be more, you can be more specific for like, Hey, we do have these goals for this team with that yeah. scoreboard, but bigger picture, how do you define How do you help them define success playing for Pacific? Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think winning, I mean, I, I, I do think winning is important. Um, you yeah. know, and, and, um, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I, I would say a lot of our guys, including myself, you know, we were disappointed this year because we didn't, we weren't, weren't, weren't winning as, as much as we thought we, we should win. Um, but you know, like you start defining, and this is a whole, this is the, 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 the frosty part of me in, you know, when you start defining to de- defining success, you know, it's like, did, did you go out and you give it your best shot? You know, did you, did you, did you play as hard as you can? Did you play, you know, together? Um, you know, was it, was it a meaningful journey um, where, you know, like you, you, your season ends and you wake up the next day and you're going, gosh, I wish we, I wish we could practice today. Um, you know, and I think that that's really what, you know, when you, when you start, you know, overlooking a year, like that was, that's what you really, you know, start thinking about. I mean, like two years ago, um, you know, Mario Mora senior year, like, um, you know, we, we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't, we didn't accomplish our goals, but we were, you know, we got really hot and started playing our best basketball towards the end of the year. And like, I, I, I know we beat Puget Sound on our senior night and like, you know, it was our last game and we knew that. Um, but like, there wasn't a dry eye in, in that, that locker room or, uh, in the BLC after that game, um, you know, Jacob Bulger, who's, you know, very intense and is, is crying like, a, you know, like a four-year-old, I mean, just in tears bawling. 
Um, and I remember like, you know, and I, I, mean, I got emotional and choked up and um, before the game, just talking about her seniors. And I remember like, I was like looking at the year, just going like, you know, gosh, like, this is what, this is what success looks like. This is what brotherhood mm-hmm. is, the experiences, et cetera. Um, yeah. You know, and, and even this year we had our, we had our first um, senior brunch, which uh, we used to do at Puget Sound every year, but we haven't been able to do it, obviously COVID re- reasons, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had seven guys graduate and um, it was, it was awesome. Um, and it was very emotional. Um, you know, par- parents get an opportunity to get up and talk and, and, you know, so like you look back on those things and you look at the journey, um, you know, that, that these, you know, seniors went through the ups and downs, you know, the adversity, the great times, the, the low times, like, but going through together, um, and, and believing and, you know, buying in. I mean, I, I, I think that's what it really all comes down to. Um, you know, if you were to ask me, like, what, what's my, why, like, what's my, what's my, what's my coaching philosophy? I always say this, like my coaching philosophy is to make sure that the four years you're here, that you figure out what the next 40 years looks like when you graduate from this place. doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but you have an idea. Um, And and if, if we can do that, then we've done our job um, as, you know, educators, as mentors, et cetera. Um, And then obviously we want to win too. Um, you know, and, and leave a legacy there, but that, that's, that's what our why is, um, John Gears. Awesome. Yeah. Who comes and speaks to our team every year. He graduated from Pacific in 1983. Um, he does this great presentation with our team. Um, and he talks about his why. And I, you know, when we get done with that, it's like, I want all of these young guys to really start thinking about it, you know, like it, cause it's, it's crazy how like, and you know, this, like everyone's it's the next step. So like you're, you know, elementary school, your next step's middle school, middle school's junior high, junior high's high school, high school's college, college is the real world. Like, I mean, so it's like, right. it's, not, it's not just the next step. Like this is, we're talking about like your life, you know? Um, and so I, you know, when, when I look at what my why is, um, you know, it, or what defining success is for, for your four years here at Pacific, you know, comes down to that is helping you find out what that what that next 40 years looks like with the four years you've been here. How do, how do people listen? How do they follow your guys chasing that this year? Give us the socials, give us the channels to keep up. They, li- they listen, they want to be part of the journey. How, how do they keep up with you all? What do you mean? Sorry. Twitter handles, websites. Oh. How, how do we do it? Yep. Gotcha. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I think, I think, our Instagrams is really good. Um, and, and I don't know that off the top of my head. Um, I should know it. Um, uh, I'll tag it. I can tag it in the in the, in okay. the when we yeah. I, I think episode, I think yeah. I think our Instagrams are really good. Um, I think our our tw- our Twitter, both my my Twitter, uh, uh, Justin Lunt, um, uh, our boxer one, but then also our our boxer G League. I don't know. Um, we, yeah, we talk about through. that. That's so. That's I think that's a testament to what you're creating because you guys yeah. have this unique army of people. Right. Yeah, and it's. It's really cool. Um, and, and, and shout out to uh, uh, Coach Peterson and Coach McDab and, and even Coach Miner last year, um, you know, putting it together. I mean, pretty much what happened was, is we knew we we're going to have a big roster. We knew we we're going to have to cut down our games due to, to, to um, you know, COVID stuff um, and, you know, going to have to pretty much cut down our JV games, and cut it in half. So, you know, we were like, well, what are we going to do? Um, so our baseball team ran this um, 
uh, this farm league team that they did with all their JV guys because they knew they weren't going to be able to play games. And they did it really cool. They had a draft and did all this and that. I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, so I'm like, on, we need to do that. Um, so we went through it, um, you know, picked, uh, picked Coach Treadway, Coach Billings' um, uh, brain about it. Um, and then we just created our G League. So pretty much it, it's, you know, uh, um, all, of, all of our players in our program are involved. So like our varsity players will coach. Um, you know, the teams will draft the teams, um, you know, so they're, they're involved with getting to know, you know, the younger guys. Cause you know how it is when JV and varsity, when you're in the thick of things, it's hard to have that connection. So part of mm -hmm. us doing that was, was building some connection and then also building like creating an, you know, a competitive environment. And, you know, so like G League Goat starts right in January, you know, we'll go four to five weeks they'll get two games a, a week we keep track of stats we have players of the week we have um first team all g league we do post game interviews we do pre-game interviews we do weekly um uh, uh press conferences but like we've tried to make it as you know big time as possible and really blown that half up the on. time your g league stuff is better than some of the nwc stuff the wrap-ups of the g league is better than the wrap-ups of the game we just played yeah it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, but that's kind of really taken over. And then like, we've got guys like that, you know, were like played G league and, and made varsity the next year. Like it, it's, it's a great, you know, way to, to keep them involved and help them get better. Um, you know, so like, you know, I mean, Antoine Stitt was a two-year JV player for us. Jacob Bolger played JV as a freshman. I mean, like, you know, Ethan Chung was a two year or was a, a year uh, you know, JV guy. So like, we've seen a lot of success out of our JV program, as far as it being applied to, to varsity and, and the G league's really, really kind of done the same thing. I mean, we, we had guys this year that got offered varsity roster spots. Now, were they, were they going to travel or play in games? No, but they, you know, Hey, see a lot of potential and yeah. Um, and they're like, I, I want to play JV and G league. Okay. I mean, like, so like that, that goes to show you that mm -hmm. like, that it's that it that it's it's moving in the right direction. Um, so, yeah. but it, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's fun to come out. I mean, we live stream all the games, um, the championship game. We had Luke Winkler, um, and uh, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, come out and he, he does all of our home games, and, and they came out and, and worked the game together, and it was live streamed. We had like over 100 people watching. So, so yeah, good. it was so yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I love it. Coach Justin Lunt, Pacific Boxers Men's Basketball. Thank you, sir. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and authentic and, and giving us a great picture of what you all are doing in Forest Grove. Yeah, thank you, Kip. And, um, you know, appreciate appreciate all you're doing. Love this podcast. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I feel honored.